and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Fundamism Podcast. I'm your host and master of shenanigans, Paul Long. It's great to be with you again today. (laughs) I hope that your day is going uh, wonderfully. We are brought to you, as always, by our sponsor, Charlie Hustle. Charlie Hustle and I, of course, are teaming up for the month of May, National Mental Health Awareness Month. And what we're going to be doing is something awesome. So you're going to want to follow Charlie Hustle on the gram or Fundamism Paul to uh, indulge in the goodness. But essentially, we're going to have Mental Health Mondays where we feature individuals and uh, I get to ask them fun questions that provide some brain pattern interrupts and get them to a place where they're out of their head and focused more on things that make them smile. So thank you, as always, to Charlie Hustle. If you want to learn more about Charlie Hustle, go to charliehustle.com. This is going to be somewhat of a unique podcast today because uh, it dawned on me recently that I love getting the opportunity to share the fundamentalism message and philosophy. And I get to do so through social media outlets and uh, mostly organizations that hire me to speak with their employees. But if indeed you have never worked with an organization that has booked me, for an engagement, then you might not have been exposed to a lot of my content. So I recently recorded a virtual presentation for a client, and I thought, what better way to share the fundamentalism message than to uh, throw it on the fundamentalism podcast platform? So what you're about to experience is a full one-hour virtual keynote of connecting to life through fun. And I'm going to showcase 10 core fundamentals that, if applied, will create additional joy, fun, and fulfillment in your life. Now, as evidenced and referenced in the keynote that you're about to hear, My ask isn't that you take away all 10, but rather you find which ones resonate most with you and work to apply them. And in doing so, hopefully your quality of life will be improved. Enjoy. What is good, ladies and gentlemen? And thank you for that uh, wonderful, thoughtful, yet undeserved, undeserving, undeserved. We'll go with that introduction. I uh, I haven't earned your respect yet, but give it time. I hope I ultimately do before our time is up. 
My name is Paul Long, speaker, podcaster, author, master of shenanigans. But of course, who I am is not important. What is important is that we collectively, one another right now, more than ever, help empower each other to focus more on what's good as opposed to what isn't. Enter our time together today. Now, I know what some of you guys are thinking. Oh, another virtual? Couldn't we have just met in person? I wish we could. But this is not your grandpappy's virtual. So get your popcorn ready because we have one singular goal. And our goal today is simply to be the reason why someone smiles today. And that someone is hopefully you. But I'm not naive. I understand that there is no possible way that I could know what makes you smile. And if I've learned anything in the speaking business over the course of the last several years, it's that oftentimes we as speakers deliver content that we feel would resonate with you. And uh, this kind of this kind of stems all the way back from my background in the training industry as well. We'd walk away, uh, we'd, we'd start our presentation, walk away hoping that ultimately took uh, people took away three items or uh, two things or a singular goal, whatever it may be. Like, this is the one thing I want you to take away. Well, that's pretty selfish of me to believe that I know exactly what you're going to walk away with. See, in being the reason why you smile today, I hope to do so with two uh, primary things in mind. First and foremost, I want to leave you with some really tactical tips, practical things that you could apply in your life right now, today, that are going to improve your quality of said life. Whether it's at work or home, I believe it can be done. So we want to increase the amount of joy, fun, and fulfillment in life, and I'm going to do so by giving you a ton of information. Now, again, my goal is not for you to walk away with every single thing that I said, but rather find one thing that resonated with you. It's kind of like a choose your own adventure book or story. You guys, you remember those? (laughs) This is that. So grab your pen, hopefully a notebook, and write down a few things that resonate with you. If you don't write something down or find something that resonates, then I will have failed you. But I promise you, if applied, at least one to two of these fundamentals that we talk about in our time together will help you find the joy, fun, and fulfillment that you seek and desire in life. So if our journey and being the reason why you smile today is really predicated on two things, one being leaving you with some practical tips or takeaways, what I call fundamentals, the second thing that I hope to do today is have some fun. So if indeed you're willing to have some fun, get out of your head, challenge the monotony of your day and turn up with me, well, hey, give me a good old fashioned Macho Man Randy Savage or Mr. Kool-Aid Man, oh yeah, oh yeah, in the chat. Just chop it down in the chat, jot it down in the chat, Find, find your chat option. This is gonna be important that you understand where it is because we're going to be giving you some fun stuff, some some takeaways, some giveaways, uh, an autographed copy of my book, Fundamism, Connecting to Life Through Fun, uh, will be available. Now, 
if you don't care about me or what I have to say, but you're into the NFL and football, the forward is actually written by All-Pro Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. So be active in chat. Look at these oh yeahs coming in. The energy is contagious. I can feel it. See, you think that I can't see you, but I can feel you. (laughs) So cut up with me. Have some fun. You've been on enough uh, virtual meetings to understand that they could be whatever the heck you want them to be. And I hope you want our time together today to be fun and different and ultimately walk away with some things that it can improve your experience here on this earth. So we've reached the point in the presentation that everybody is super excited about. It's it's not a meeting unless somebody does this. Um, so I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and channel my energy. I'm gonna try and focus a little bit. Uh, what I'm talking about, of course, is the PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> no meeting is a meeting without that. Am I right? Up top. So let's see if I could chop it up, dare to be a little bit different. Let me share my screen here, locate. I'm not very technologically sound savvy. Some of you guys have no idea what's going on right now. And that is okay. Because see, that was one of my goals personally. Man, he's got a lot of goals. No, one of my goals today was to challenge the monotony of your day. This is my personal goal. And, you know, when you play a little bit of a a Star Wars theme song or, uh, you know, dance to some Guns N' Roses, then maybe, just maybe, your day will uh, end up a little more than uh, expected. So what's good, everybody? What is good? Think about those words. What is good? What's good? Now, we started our time off today by saying that oftentimes we focus more on what's not good as opposed to what is. And I'm guessing that there is a singular question that you hear regularly throughout your time, throughout every day, every week, every month, every year. Heck, you've probably heard this question or asked this question at least, I don't know, five, 10 times today alone. That question is, How's it going today? Hey, how's your day? (laughs) How's it going? How many times have you heard that question today? How many times have you asked that question? Think about that question. What results does it generate? See, when you ask the question, how's it going today? You force people to think about the one thing that they want nothing to do with. And that's life right now, in this moment. See, it puts them in their head, thinking about potentially, potentially, everything that's not working. Well, Paul, I'm so glad that you asked. We're in the midst of an international pandemic. I have no idea what's going to happen in the next six months. The political landscape is unlike anything that we've ever seen before. (laughs) And the social divide is something that's tearing us all apart. 
So all of that, while trying to manage my own sanity, I'd have to answer your question, how is it going today, by saying, simply put, it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Isn't that what we all say? It's fine, because we lie. It's fine. It's not fine. Oftentimes, it's not fine. And that question, how's it going today? Well, we have great intent And our desire is to showcase a genuine interest in others in asking it or by asking it. When we say, how's it going today? It actually has a a counterproductive result. Gets people in a place where they don't want to be. I'm not saying this happens all the time. But the probability goes up if you ask the wrong questions. So, What if instead of asking, how is your day going today? We started by asking the question, what is good? What's good in your day today? Now, I know that the day is young. Still got a lot left to do today, but we want to hear from you. Best answer gets a book. We'll be active in chat and letting you know who wins. Uh, Just jot down what's one good thing in chat that's happened to you today? What's one good thing that's happened to you today? Go now. What's one good thing that's happened in your day? Jot it down. Now, as the answers start rolling in and and we're scanning for the best result, the best answer, uh, I would like to share with you one thing that's good in my day today. And, uh, aw, that's the fact that I got to hang out with these beauties. This is my loving wife uh, over here. Melissa, Melissa Long, our amazing daughter, the apple of my my eye, Miss Adeline Grace. And of course, then you got this little guy, Brennan Royal. He is a, he's mini me, if you can't see, sporting the bow tie. And um, hey, you know why we wear bow ties? Because inevitably someone always asks about them. I wish I could wear a bow tie or how many bow ties do you have? Or uh, <laughs> that takes a lot of confidence. See, to many, a bow tie is just its just something that you wear on your person. For me, it's a way to create meaningful interactions, to uh, interrupt brain patterns of individuals, for all of a sudden them to be in the moment and present. See, Brennan and I got the opportunity to hang out today. And um, here, here my little guy is. Uh, look at him. Just He looks like he's up to something. He, he's always got this little grin on his face looking as though he uh, just got done doing something that he shouldn't have. But uh, here we are uh, hanging out at our, uh, our our family picture day. And I could not walk away from our family picture day without taking this gym. See, Brennan Royal and I, are uh, we're posing together. Of course, you can't see me because I'm not important. Minuscule at this point in time. What is important is um, these socks. Are these socks? Check out these socks. You got Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, and of course, the portrait is from Step Brothers. Now, Brennan Royal, uh, he's named after Will Ferrell's character in Step Brothers, and uh, I know what many of you guys are thinking. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You bet we did. Brennan Royal was named after Will Ferrell's character in Step Brothers, true story, and the World Series run of the Kansas City Royals back in 2015. See, I'm a diehard Royals fan. And uh, Melissa and I, we couldn't really land on a name for Brennan. See, Adeline was easy. 
uh, Melissa was really smart. What she did is she put 20 names down on a piece of paper and she asked me which one I liked best. And so coincidentally, my number one choice was her number two choice. And Adeline was, uh, was created the name at least for us. Brennan was a little more difficult. And so one night we're laying in bed, Melissa and I, and, um, we're watching Step Brothers, And Melissa says, how do you feel about Brennan as a name? And I gulped. And I was like, uh, Brennan, like Will Ferrell's character in Step Brothers? And she goes, yeah. I said, honey, you could not be more attractive to me than in this moment right now. I love you. So that's how he got his name. And so when you ask me what's good in my day today, I got the opportunity uh, before just spending this time with you to play a little Mario Kart with my guy, Brennan Royal, first thing in the morning. And seeing that smile lit up my day. So what's good in your day? Now, as we select the answer, please, if selected, send me an email. Like what I need is I need your mailing address uh, and your name to info, I-N-F-O, at fundamism.com. So if selected as a winner, we greatly appreciate you uh, you jotting down your answers of what's good in your day today via chat. Look at the answers coming in. Listen, you see what's happening? Energy. Energy. See, for a brief moment, you're all focusing more on something that's working in your life as opposed to something that's not. And that was all created, that energy that you felt through a, through a question. Not how's it going today, but rather what's good in your day today. See, that's the power that you have each and every single day. If focused, if deliberate. See, we all have it in us to create more fun in life. And it was Richard Branson that once said that fun is one of the most important and underrated ingredients in any successful venture. He said, if you're not having fun, it's probably time to call it quits and try something new. Now, by a show of hands, no, nobody's here to, here to judge. I can't see you again, but I can feel you. By a show of hands, who here feels like you could afford to have a little more fun in life? Just, just raise your hand if you feel like you could afford to have a little more fun in life. Hey, if your hand isn't up right now, believe me, you could afford to have a little more fun in life. So let's go. But what gets in our, our way? Why don't we have enough fun in life? Well, to-do lists, being unhappy in our current role, feeling overwhelmed, depression, anxiety, Relationships, some of the people that we hang around oftentimes, drama, social media. You see, I think it was the uh, it was the great Dolly Parton that once said, everybody wants happiness, nobody wants pain, but you can't have a rainbow without a little rain. And oftentimes it feels as though we're in a torrential bound, downpour, like everything is just storming nonstop, constantly, and it's hard to invite fun and to focus on what's good when all we see is what's not working. But believe it or not, that's more of a choice than we give it credit for. So today, I'm going to give you a choice. And I'm going to arm you with uh, some information, some content. These tactical tips or what I call fundamentals to help you and to prepare you to empower yourself to create more joy, fun, and fulfillment in life. 
to see more of the rainbow through the torrential downpours. See, when bad things are happening to us, it's not that bad stuff and challenge and and heartache is happening to you and only you. It's that when bad stuff is happening, we're so hypersensitive to it that that's all we see. And there's beautiful magic Amazing things happening all around us, but we can't even see them because we're so laser focused on the things that are bringing us challenge. So come with me, (laughs) journey with me through a mind of a maniac, one that enjoys challenging monotony and having a ton of fun. What we're going to do today is through a concept that I call fundamentalism. Again, it's called fundamentalism. What is it called? <laughs> if you said that out loud, you are my newfound friend. I greatly appreciate you just being involved and having a good time and getting out of your head. Fundamentalism, the fundamentals of a fun and optimistic lifestyle. Whatever you do for fun is a fundamental. There's literally millions of them out there. Today, we're going to primarily focus on uh, roughly 10, if we have time. Now, again, choose your own adventure. The ones that resonate most with you are important. So don't focus too much on jotting every single one down or taking copious notes on, uh, on how every single one works, but rather find a few that matter most to you. And try to figure out how to bring about more of that concept in your day. Now, we're going to follow follow a certain outline, if you will, even though I, I, I really don't do well in outlines. I mean, look at this. Look at me. Look at, look at, I'm in a dumb and dumber shirt. So if that allows you a little insight into how my brain works, um, I'm not the smartest individual on the planet. And despite not being the smartest individual on the planet, I do know a little bit of science behind this fundamentalism concept. So if science matters to you, if you want to know more about this fundamentalism, not just in theory, but uh, the actual science behind why it works, listen close. See, I have a podcast. It's called The Fundamentalism Podcast. And I recently invited this neuroscientist to, to talk about uh, brain patterns and and why why we think the way that we do and what's going wrong in our minds when we're in a rut and believe it or not when you're in a rut the only the only difference between a rut and a grave are the dimensions so you can get out of a rut but when you're in a grave you're stuck there forever so understanding why we're thinking the way that we we are and how to potentially get out of that rut is super important See, your brain produces uh, what is called this norepinephrine. See, this is, this, is, this is something that provides you that flight uh, or fight mentality. It, it's, it provides you this darkness, this challenge, this anxiety when you're uncomfortable and you don't know what to do or what to expect and everything's going wrong. And so it's just dark and you're like, oh, I got to get out of here. We're going to call it norep. So it's norepinephrine. Now, the goal is to limit the amount of no rep and uh, increase the amount of what is called dopamine. Dopamine is that that feel-good moment, that energy that you're like, oh, this lights a fire under my, uh, and now I'm ready to go. 
So our goal is to reduce the amount of norepinephrine, increase the amount of dopamine. Insert fundamentalism. See, when you gravitate more towards the things that make you smile, like what's good in your day today, what you're increasing in your body is dopamine. And a byproduct is you're limiting the effects or impact of norepinephrine. So strap in while we go through some fundamentals to help increase the amount of dopamine in your body. Let's start with uh, what we're here to do. The concept, the, the session title, Connecting to Life Through Fun. And when I said that we're going to follow a format, this is it right here. Fun to me is not just a word, it's an acronym. The F stands for foundation. The U, understanding others' perspectives. And the N, next steps. So we're going to start with the fundamentals that kind of follow under foundation. The F, everything that makes you, you is your personal foundation, your experiences in life, your belief system, uh, the emotions that you keep, or why you are the way that you are. This is, this is everything uh, that, that created you and how you perceive life. So in thinking about your personal foundation, we're going to identify some fundamentals that apply specifically to you and to improve the, the lifestyle, the amount of, uh, of fun that you specifically hold and create in this earth. Let's start with, with channeling your energy, channeling your energy. See, we are all balls of energy, uh, as evidenced by you know the two things that I referenced earlier, no rep and um, dopamine. There's just, there's like all this stuff going on in our bodies. And we have the human spirit uh, human mentality, we have these common misperceptions. Um, common misperceptions like, uh, well, I-, I can't be like that guy. I don't want to be like that guy. That guy's overwhelming. He's got too much energy. And if fundamentalism is about being like that, well, count me out. Nobody could be you better than you. I'm not asking you to, to change. I'm not asking you to uh, be different than who you are. See, I learned recently through a TikTok video that there's this gentleman by the name of Paxton Dickerson. Paxton Dickerson, I believe is his name. And he talked about how we get hung up in this idea of change and changing ourselves. See, we're not asking you to change. We're asking you to channel. You have these emotions, the power within you, this energy inside of you that could create real life change, but you don't have to change. You have to channel. Let me give you an example. So if you're a person right now that has your arms crossed like this and you're thinking, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. This guy is just too much. Clearly this guy's never had a bad day in his life. First and foremost, I got to tell you, I am the way that I am because I know what dark days can feel like. And so I live this fundamentalism concept. I gravitate towards the things that lift me up because if I don't, I know that I could fall into a darkness that is very difficult to get out of. See, what I'm doing is I'm channeling my energy. So if you're sitting here with your arms crossed thinking, I can't, 
This isn't my personality. I can't be more childlike. I can't gravitate towards the the things that give me strength. I can't smile more often. I can't ask questions like, what's good in your day today? See, that, that trait, that behavior, that energy is a stubbornness. That's just being stubborn. It's being closed-minded. Well, in not asking you to change, but rather channel your energy, what if I told you that being stubborn is really just being committed? You're committed to your perspective. You're committed to what's going on in your mind right now. And the byproduct of that is you're unwilling to see a different perspective. Now, quick question. If If everything that could be known on this earth and beyond, if every bit of knowledge could be captured by a pie graph, if this this concept of, of knowledge was all captured by a pie graph, what percentage would you say of everything there is to be known in life on this earth, in our universe, what percentage of everything that you believe there is to be known do you own? How much percentage-wise knowledge out of everything that there is to be known would you say that you specifically have? 5%? Less? Well, follow me. Stick with me for a brief moment. If out of everything there is to be known on this earth and universe and, and world or whatever you want to capture it by, if all, if all of this is captured and, and we specifically know less than 1% of all there is to be known, is there a possibility that maybe, just maybe, you could learn something that your perspective could be shifted, could be shaped. What if you were as committed to learning something new as you were committed to saying you couldn't? See, in channeling your energy, if you're feeling stubborn, all that is is the feeling of commitment. Channel that energy and be committed rather than stubborn. Maybe you're feeling uh, bored at times. If you're feeling bored, well, you could feel relaxed. They're the same feeling. Bored and relaxed, they're the same feeling. All it is is shaping perspective. If you're feeling uh, anxious, what's going to happen today? Oh, what's going to happen today? What's this guy? Is he going to call on me next? What's going to happen? See, that feeling of anxiousness is is actually just a, a nervous excitement. So rather than than thinking to yourself, what's going to happen today? And being anxious, it's channeling that energy into what's going to happen today? I wonder what's going to happen today. See, being anxious into being excited, dot, 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 they're the same emotion. It's just channeling that energy. It's perspective. So if you're feeling hyper, well, then maybe you could feel energetic. If you're feeling the the emotion of uh, depression, well, then you could be serene. And if you're uh, manipulative, well, hey, you could be motivational. So uh, (laughs) new job title, like me. 
I want to be clear. I'm not asking you to change. We're asking you to channel your energy. You have the ability in you right now to create the life that you desire, both at work and at home. And by channeling the energy that you have, you'll see your quality of life will be improved. So moving on to our second fundamental, hopefully that one resonated, but maybe it didn't. Maybe uh, maybe you're not about that life, but you are about something that, that hits us regularly. It's something that makes us super uncomfortable, awkward moments. And not many people on this planet uh, were as awkward as this guy. You remember this guy? Alrighty then. Mr. Ace Ventura. Like, I feel like I am the living embodiment of Ace Ventura. If you've ever watched that movie, you just, you see what he's getting into and you're like, oh, that is uncomfortable. (laughs) See, awkward moments are just moments of discomfort where we don't know what to say. We weren't expecting something. Uh, Maybe we were nervous about a potential outcome. Worried about what people are thinking of us. But this fundamental is about embracing these awkward moments. So I had the opportunity recently to to play the role in a virtual setting of a pharmaceutical company's annual retreat. And this, this is a pharmaceutical company that you've heard of. The president and CEO introduced me as the virtual speaker. And uh, he said, Welcome to the largest Microsoft Teams meeting in our organization's history. A lot of kind words, introducing Paul Long. So I'm doing my thing. I'm in the midst of what I'm certain is a really profound point. <laughs> and I go up to, uh, to close out of a screen share of, of the IT gentleman that's helping me out. Like, I believe that I'm just closing out of a screen share. And in that moment, I realized quickly that I wasn't closing out of his screen share, but rather closing out of the meeting altogether. So imagine uh, we're working this together. We're in the midst of, of, uh, of, of a point that maybe is resonating with you and you're taking copious notes and all of a sudden, I'm gone. What are the two uh, the two things that most people are fearful of in this life, like one and two, if you had to name them, this is this is pretty cliche. You hear it all the time. Those two things are death and public speaking. Imagine if you had the opportunity to speak in front of thousands of individuals and all of a sudden you close out of the entire meeting. What would you do? So I jump back into the meeting. It takes me roughly 30 seconds. And uh, the, the meeting planner, the conference planner says, welcome back, Paul. We lost you for a second. And so then I just go into this point of embracing awkward moments. What's the worst thing that could possibly happen to you if you got the opportunity to present in front of your peers and the executive leadership team? And most would say, oh, I said something terrible. I flubbed up my words or ultimately I had a technology program or process or technology glitch that, that pushed me out of the whole system. Don't cry for me, Argentina, because I thrive in awkward moments. See, the truth of the matter is, most people aren't thinking about you as much as you believe that they are. And one of my favorite quotes in the whole entire world is, don't worry about what people think about you because they don't think about you. So if you got out of your head and stopped worrying about 
uh, how people perceived you and what you said and how you acted and uh, ultimately whether people liked you or not, what you'd find is that it's a very liberating experience. And you could start to live life, not in your head, but rather being present and engaged and doing things that most people wouldn't think of doing because they're too scared to take that step out of fear of judgment. See, what you see before you, a silly bow tie, a dumb and dumber shirt, uh, sound drops, movie quotes, stupid comments, for the most part, what you see is deliberate. See, I'm actually trying to create awkward moments. I'm trying to make not just you feel uncomfortable, but myself feel uncomfortable. Because if I got up here and I did the same keynote every single time, life would be boring. I wouldn't even enjoy doing this. But if something comes to my mind and I could find a way to to toss it in seamlessly into an interaction or an engagement, well, I'm going to try it because it's going to bring a little more fun into my day. Embrace awkward moments. In doing so, you know what you do potentially? Differentiate yourself. This is our third fundamental. Thus far, we've We've talked about channeling your energy, embracing awkward moments. And this is our third fundamental, again, still under this core principle of the F and find your foundation. Differentiate yourself. You're, you remember this crew right here? Um, for a prize, for a book, jot down in comments who this is. First answer, gets an autographed copy of the book. Uh, once announced the winner. Winner, please email me into info at fundamism.com. The band, of course, as you see, are rolling in, is Queen. And when I am asked about this, this fundamental differentiate yourself, I'm constantly reminded of, of one Freddie Mercury, one of the greatest uh, performers that, that this world has ever experienced. See, this gentleman, he didn't care about what people thought. And he didn't necessarily, and, and maybe he did in his personal life. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't in his head, but what I know is it didn't create an element or fear in trying new things. Case in point, uh, as he was on stage, you guys remember when he used to do that, Ayo! and he'd throw the, the mic out to the crowd and they'd say, Ayo! and then he'd go, Ayo! and they would go, Ayo! See, he didn't know whether people were going to respond to him, but he did it. And in doing so, he differentiated himself. He embraced awkward moments and people respected him as a result. See, in differentiating yourself, you have something that makes you unique. You have something that you're fantastic at. And oftentimes, we're so busy trying to fit in that we lose sight of our authentic self. And so every time I think about this fundamental or I'm asked about it, differentiate yourself, I'm reminded of Freddie Mercury and Queen, and specifically the song Radio Gaga. Listen to the words, man. What did he say? He said, so don't become some background noise, a backdrop for the girls and boys who just don't know or just don't care and just complain when you're not there. 
What's the background noise? They're the same old, how's it going today? The same old tired emails. The same old voicemail greetings. Hey, if, if we were to call any one of your voicemails right now, first of all, would we get you as an actual person or would it just be that, that robot lady? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? If indeed we did get you, what would it sound like? You've reached Mary. Leave your name, number, and a brief message, and I'll be sure to get right back to you. Have a nice day. See, that's the background noise. People most likely aren't even listening. They're just waiting for the beep. But if you were to call my voicemail right now, you know what it'd say? You know what you'd hear? You know what you'd experience? What is good? You've reached Paul Long of Fundamism. Leave your name, number, and your favorite childhood sitcom, and I'll be sure to get right back to you. Preferred callbacks go to the individuals willing to share their favorite childhood sitcom. Be safe, smile often, and have fun today. Now, the dynamic that has taken place as a result of that message is pretty amazing. I've had people hang up and immediately text me. Oh, I got flustered. I didn't know what to say by your voicemail. Give me a call back. On the opposite end of the spectrum, I've had individuals leave me minute and a half long voicemails about Screech and Zach Morris, RIP for the record, and the power of, of uh, you know, the Jeffersons and their life or whatever it may be. It's been, it's been amazing to see. But consistently what I hear is I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that. See, I differentiated myself. So how do you do that in your life? How do you uh, stop trying to fall in line? I once heard that if you want to be successful, identify other successful people and do what they do. There's some truth to that. But how do you differentiate yourself from them? Embrace your authenticity. You'll find that life is a lot better as a result. What we're talking about is, uh, is... is really just leading with integrity and kindness and embracing your authenticity, which takes us to our our fourth fundamental today, leading with kindness. Uh, And of course, I I have an image of the jerk, uh, Steve Martin, actually me playing the jerk. And the reason why is um, I was watching this show called Justified recently, and this quote came on, and I'm going to paraphrase it because there's some cussing in it, and uh, I want to be respectful of you. So uh, in paraphrasing the quote, it went somewhat to the extent of, if you run into a jerk in the morning, you probably just ran into a jerk. But if you run into a jerk all day long, you might be the jerk. Think about that. If you run into a jerk in the morning, you probably just ran into a jerk. But if you run into a jerk all day long, well then, (laughs) you might be the jerk. See, we've all had those days where it just feels like everybody that we talk to has their head up their rump. Everybody's got an attitude. Everybody's mad. Everybody's frustrated. Everybody needs something. Well, if you walk through your day and that happens three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times and you're frustrating or frustrated rather, what's the common theme? It's not you. Or rather, it's not them. But it is you. It's you. And see, what's happening is we're manifesting what we feel on the inside out 
in the real world. See, if you see the worst in other people, I've often heard that really you could just be experiencing the worst in yourself, like a mirror, a reflection. So in leading with kindness, rather than seeing the worst in others, if you genuinely care in creating conversations that force people to think about things that make them smile, if you don't have ill intent, if you don't have desire to share your opinion on the state of the union or society every single day just to create drama, then ultimately what you'll find is more of a happy existence. Leading with kindness and with your heart can drive a significant change in how you experience the world. Moving on to our fifth fundamental. You guys remember this guy, Gandhi? who notoriously was misquoted uh, in being the change, be the change that you want to see in this world. He did not actually say that quote, but rather something similar to it. But this fundamental, be the change, is uh, a core foundational principle in the concept of fundamentalism. See, for you in working your foundation, if you lead with kindness... If you stop seeing the worst in other people, if you aspire to experience a a different feeling, emotion, a different interaction with others, a different way of, of connecting with people at work and at home, well, rather than waiting on everybody else to deliver on that experience for you, ask yourself the question, Am I exuding those behaviors? Am I exhibiting the emotions and the behaviors necessary to create the life that I want to live both at work and at home? Am I being the change? See, you often hear, well, if so-and-so wasn't this way, then I, then I, then I wouldn't have. See, growing up, uh, first job out of college, I worked in a, I worked in a call center. And, you know, 50, 60 calls a day, you know, people being angry, upset with me. It wasn't one of those deals where they were calling me to say, I love you and everything that you have to stand for, but rather they had a problem. And uh, in dealing with a lot of that drama day in and day out, you know, some people being in a call center space, I'm sure most of you know this, um, could be somewhat trying and challenging for a mental state. And the byproduct of that is oftentimes uh, in that space, we get caught up in, in in negativity. So I know this happens in your respective organization. I know it happens all the time. We call it water cooler talk. Whether it's uh, actually in the office or or uh, in your respective place of business or workplace or virtually, we got people talking about, hey, <laughs> did you hear about Steven and Jessica? Did you hear about what they're getting into? Have you heard about this one? See, when that ever happened to me at work, I, I remember people would come to me and say, hey, have you heard about Steve and Jessica? I would say, hey, speaking of Steve and Jessica, what's the best thing that's happened to you today? And they'd get that, that, that quiver lip where they didn't know what to say. <laughs> what does that have to do with Steve and Jessica? I'd say, not a dang thing, because I don't care about them and the drama they're getting into, but rather you and the best thing that's happened to you today. So what is it? 
Now, what happened as a result of that interaction? Typically two things. First off, people stopped coming to me with their drama. Or second of all, they stopped coming to me at all. Either way, you know who was laughing and having a better time? This guy. Be the change that you aspire to see. Stop waiting for everybody else to create your joy, fun, and fulfillment in life, and rather create it yourself and watch everybody else follow suit or be intrigued by the number of smiles that you have on your face and the energy that you create. See, what we're asking you to do is uh, put a new spin on life. Put a new spin on uh, monotony. Put a new spin on daily tasks. Figure out what resonates with you uh, and try to identify ways to create more fun in everyday tasks or behaviors. See, we've gone through several fundamentals thus far. We've gone through channeling your energy and embracing awkward moments and differentiating yourself and leading with kindness and being the change. But remember when I said most people told me, "Ah, I don't have time for fun? Again, you don't have to create time for fun. But rather, channel your energy and find a way to invite more fun in everyday tasks. So instead of a working email, because email is something that I hear is consistently boring uh, to do that just gets on everybody's nerves. Have you ever read emails aloud in the voice you perceive them to be in your head? Have you ever responded in GIF or meme form? Have you ever sung emails out loud? Have you ever tried to uh, to drop um, really weird or obscure words and phrases in conversation in said email? See, all of these things put a new spin on working email to where it's no longer a monotonous task, but rather something fun. Have you ever received an email that just caught you off guard? See, my opener in every single email is, what's good? No, no, seriously, what's good in your day-to-day? All of a sudden, people are caught off guard. Put a new spin on email. What about uh, whether you're customer patient focused or, or uh, you know, whether you're, you know, consumer facing day in and day out and you're interacting with individuals? Maybe it's not just out in society, whether they're consumers or or patients or customers or whoever it is that you deal with on a regular basis, but maybe they're your coworkers, your peers, your leadership team, and your your interactions have become monotonous. I talked about spicing these these interactions up through email by these um, these obscure phrases or words. I used to do this all the time when I worked in corporate America. I would have a list of of things that I created every single week. I would just jot down a word like, uh, I don't know, what's what's an obscure phrase or word? Jot down down some of your favorite in the chat. Like, uh, what would be an obscure phrase or word that you don't hear very often? Give me a few in the chat. We're going to select a winner. Best answer gets a book uh, signed by me. Make sure if you win, you send me your email. Uh, with a uh, mailing address to info at fundamism.com. So obscure words or phrases. What I would do is I would jot down one. Um, so fresh and so clean might be a, a phrase that I jot down. Uh, ultimately, maybe it's uh, maybe it's something like that got weird. You know, things that you don't hear very often. They're, they're somewhat 
obscure. And then you try to work them in seamlessly in your interactions with other people. Like somebody, somebody may comment, oh, Paul, is that Dumb and Dumber on your shirt? Yeah, I was listening to Outcast this morning. So fresh and so clean. Am I right? <laughs> See, when I challenged myself, because I, what I do is I'd put these obscure words or phrases in a fishbowl or a, a coffee cup, and I would pull one out, uh, whether it was before a phone call or I had a daily word or phrase, I'd pull one out. And I'd have to use that seamlessly in my interaction. What it allowed me to do is be more present and have more fun day in and day out. Put a new spin on these monotonous tasks. And in doing so, you'll invite more fun into your life. When you change the way that you look at things, the things that you look at change, said a very smart individual, far smarter than me years and years ago. We've gone through six fundamentals, all following under that foundation, the F in fun. Now let's talk about understanding others' perspectives. So let's get into uh, the U in fun. Creating meaningful interactions with others. How do you do it? Creating meaningful interactions with others. Well, what I find is oftentimes, like clockwork, in conversation, three topics come up all the time. Work, weather, and family. Work, weather, and family. These are the three topics that come up all the time. Like they're going out of style. So much so that we're just on cruise control through day in and day out inter- interactions, just common interactions. They just, we talk about the same thing over and over and over again to the point where if somebody asks you a question that you, uh, that you weren't expecting, you're, you're caught off guard. Questions like, what's good in your day today? Questions like, when's the last time you had a gut busting laughter? What's your favorite childhood sitcom? If you could sit down with anybody in the course of history and have a conversation, who would it be with? If you could share a laugh with anybody, who would it be and why? You know, once concerts start happening again and, and you have the opportunity, if open and, and if desired, you could see anybody in concert in the world, who would it be? Or my personal favorite. And we want to hear from you. Best answer gets a book. What is your ideal walk-up song? You've had a long day. Uh, you... Uh, get home at night, and as you walk in the front door, the garage door, your song comes on. One that captures the essence of who you are and the energy uh, and maybe a message that matters to you. What's your ideal walk-up song? What's your ideal walk-up song? Best answer gets a book, jot them down. Best answer gets a book, jot them down. Here's mine. Of course, that is Van Halen, RIP, in the song Jump. He says, I get up <laughs> and nothing gets me down. You got it. <laughs> I've seen the toughest around. See, I get up and nothing gets me down. And if it does, I don't stay there for, for very long. Because I am in more control of my day than most people are aware of. That's fundamentalism. See, I want to be clear. If you're taking away from this that fundamentalism is all about not addressing heartache and challenge and anxiety and fear and all the things that aren't working in your life, that's not what I'm saying. See, fundamentalism is about addressing those things, spending time in reflection and thought, asking yourself, how did I get here? How do I get out of this? What could be learned so I don't experience this again? And then moving the hell on to something that gives you strength, that makes you smile, 
That's fundamentalism. That's what we just did in creating meaningful interactions. Do you see all the amazing songs coming up? You know, for a brief moment, everybody in chat is not thinking about the things that aren't working, but rather the things that are. Now, if selected your song, please send me an email to info at fundamism.com and we'll send you some goodies. Energy can be created when you're deliberate and focused on creating more meaningful interactions. In altering your style, this fundamental and understanding others' perspectives, altering your style. See, we're all different. We're all different. And uh, we're a lot like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What do you know about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? They like pizza, cowabunga. They're a lot of fun. See, when I think of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think of you and your team and how you're made up. Let me be clear. Let me be specific. See, Michelangelo was the fun-loving guy, the guy that never had a care in the world, that was the center of attention, always making people laugh, right? Which one of your staff members, which one of you specifically is a Michelangelo, right? You move very, very fast and you're very warm. You like to have fun. Now, then there was Raphael. Raphael was the emotional one. He moved somewhat slow because he was always thinking of things. He was always in his feelings, always worried about everybody else and, and life in general, Raphael was was very in tune with his emotions. Then we got Donatello. Donatello was the cerebral one, uh, the individual that was always uh, weighing the pros and cons. And he was was very smart, coming up with uh, amazing ideas, the inventor. And as such, he moved somewhat slow and was very, he was was warm most of the time. Um, or, or, Or rather, you know, he came across as somewhat warm, but at times he could be cold. And the reason being is, he, he, no ill intent. He was just in his head a lot. He's very cerebral. And then you had Leonardo. Leonardo was the, the leader of the group. He, he, the whole group would follow him because he typically had a plan and he was so confident that he would do anything to make it happen. So as such, he would move very, very fast and was somewhat cold, not with ill intent. He just didn't have time for everybody's feelings. So which one of the turtles are you? And while it's important for you to understand what your style is, your Ninja Turtle in the book, the Fundamentalism book, we put it together with uh, with Richard Stepp's dope four-bird personality assessment who, who associated bird styles with personality types. Whatever it is, whatever it looks like, the DISC assessment, maybe you've done that. Whatever your personality is, it's important that you know, but this fundamental is about altering your style to meet others where they are. See, if I'm Michelangelo, which I am, as evidenced by the orange. And I walk into a situation, I'm like, you're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. Everybody's going to have fun. Let's have some fun. And I didn't alter my style. Then the Raphaels and the Leonardos and Donatellos might be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a little too much for me. See, to connect with other people, it's important that you alter your style to meet them where they are. And in doing so, you'll create more meaningful interactions while uh, helping to understand others' perspective. How do you do it? How do you identify the style of others? Well, you have to listen with intent. Listen with intent. People are giving you information day in and day out. Are you listening to respond or are you listening to understand? Similar to what we talked about before, that quiver lip. Have you ever been talking to somebody? You're in the midst of a point and you see that lip going. (laughs) When you see that lip moving, you know what they want to do? They want to talk. 
When they want to talk, they're no longer listening. So at that point in time, you just time out. Say, you know what, Stephanie, it looks like something that I said sparked a thought in you. What's going on in your mind right now? Because you're not getting anywhere by continuing down your thought process, talking. Listen with intent. Be focused on what other people are saying. Recap what you're hearing them say and show a little empathy. And in doing so, again, the you and fun, understanding others' perspectives will be a whole lot easier. The last fundamental that we'll talk about today is uh, embracing charitable causes. Embracing embracing charitable causes. Have you ever found that when you're out there uh, doing work for others with somebody that needs it more than you, needs help, needs kindness, needs love more than you, then, then you just feel better as a result? See, embracing charitable causes and and putting yourself in other people's shoes can help not just them, but lift you up as well. And no one really understood it better than than this young man that you see before you, Noah Wilson. Noah Wilson, by the age of six, was diagnosed with a very rare form of pediatric cancer called Ewing sarcoma, Ewing sarcoma. And uh, this gentleman took the darkest day in his whole entire life, and he turned it into a groundswell that literally changed the way that hospitals order supplies, that... uh, generated over $7 million, uh, or rather 7 million individual bandages for children going through the struggle, and $1 million in pediatric cancer research. The darkest day of his life, he created a a, a groundswell. He created a groundswell that changed the way that hospitals order supplies. What were you doing at the age of six? See, this young man realized that he could take this moment and leverage it to really help other people and embrace charitable causes. So he created a 501c3 called Noah's Bandage Project, and he realized that a a bandage to you and I, a Band-Aid to you and I, it just covers a wound. But to a child going through the struggle, well, it says, I've seen something dark, and I was courageous enough to make it through to the other side. Now, Noah's story is actually featured in the Fundamism Connecting to Life Through Fun book, but I strongly encourage you to visit www.noahsbandageproject.com to learn more of this gentleman. And if you're not inspired by what he created, then uh, maybe, just maybe, we got bigger problems than this fundamentalism concept and lack of it. See, whether it's Noah's Bandage Project or something that resonates with you, embracing charitable causes could help create additional quality of life for not just the individuals going through the struggle, but you as well. So as we start to wrap up our time today, of course, we are connecting to life through fun. And these are some of the takeaways that we went through. Channel your energy, the core values that can impact both your business results and quality of life. Embrace awkward and be the change. And ultimately, figure out what differentiates you and your organization because that's important. And you'll see that interactions change as a result which takes us to the you in fun, understanding others' perspectives. Create meaningful interactions through questions that make others smile. Alter your style to improve connections and identify the needs and wants of others by showing a genuine interest in, and really listening with intent. And lastly, moving on to the end and fun because without the end and fun, ladies and gentlemen, you know what it is. It's just, it's just F you. Not you, but you guys get it. Gravitate more towards what's good as opposed to what isn't. Identify and embrace your differentiators. Work to understand the perspective of others and ask more deliberate questions and ultimately challenge the monotony and experiences of others. Expectations as well. As we wrap up our time together, ladies and gentlemen, I understand that 
What we talked about could be somewhat overwhelming. And so you might be wondering, well, what are the next steps? How do I generate it? Well, holler at a player when you see him in the streets. These are all the ways that you could connect with me on social media, uh, the book, the podcast, all that good stuff. I aim to deliver fun and empower you to do the same. Ultimately, if you're looking at creating more and, and uh, you've, you've felt intrigued by next steps, well then, I got something for you. Everybody pull out your phone and uh, just hover with your camera app above this QR code that you see before you on this screen. This QR code will allow you a free downloadable uh, for $12.95. This thing is available on amazon.com. This is a workbook. Uh, It's full of self-reflective activities, 117 fundamentals to drive change in your life. But all you have to do to get it is scan this QR code, hover above it with your camera, and uh, it'll walk you through the steps to get this 102-page document. At the end of the day, I don't care if you follow me. What I do care about is that you are inspired and empowered to create a joy, fun, and fulfilled quality of life. So until I catch you on the flip side, have fun, be safe, and smile often. Deuces. 